1: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds.
0: less hungover. Yay, I'm back. Oh, dear God, when will I learn? So before I get into uh, the depths of troubleshooting mediumship, I wanted to let you all know that my next online course, Spirit-Led Reiki, is open for booking. It starts in May it's evenings, uh, Monday evenings, UK evening time, and uh, we are doing everything for beginners. So working through the five frequencies, lots of opportunities to practice and to prove to yourself that you can actually do this uh, with a group of supportive, like-minded people. It's a really wonderful course. This will be the fifth the time I've run it, I think. And it always just kickstarts that connection. So you don't have to want to be a medium. It will also help you if you want to improve your skills for your own personal connection to spirit, but a really, really great course. So do check it out. And I've opened up mentorship spots again, a little bit earlier than I thought I was going to. So please do check that out too via my website. There are, um, if you join mentorship in March, you will automatically be part of the Starting With Spirit course. Isn't that exciting? Okay, that was that bit that I need to get done. I need to get better at doing these things and talking to you all about these things because I'm absolutely Answered it. Today we are going to do some troubleshooting mediumship. Now these are questions that were submitted to me by uh, people who followed me on Instagram, and I put up a post saying, "Hit me with the problems that you've been experiencing that you think other mediums can learn from." And I thought it'd be a really fun thing for us to get involved in. And I'm considering, considering. And I'd love your feedback, guys. Doing some podcasts that are like um, radio shows where we open up a Zoom room and you can come and bring your spiritual development, mediumship problems, and ask your questions and get a live answer from me, which will then go out on the podcast. Seems like a good idea? Let me know. And that has also reminded me I've got lots going on. I'm loving this energy at the moment and getting loads organized that on the 29th of March there is going to be a live mediumship demonstration for all of you lovely folks who are members of the podcast, who support the podcast. So keep an eye out on your inbox for your invitation. And there's also, I can't remember when it is, a live podcast that is for all to answer questions. So there's loads happening. Make sure you follow me on social media to to stay in touch with it all. Right, I think I'm all done now. So my first question is what to do when you are describing a spirit but the sitter says you have two spirits? Now this is an ongoing problem that we face in mediumship and I will tell you this, when I first started, I would believe that there were two spirits coming in and that I was getting confused between the two spirits. Now I don't, because if experience has taught me anything, it is that quite often people will say, no, no, that's my other nan you've got now. And you'll say, so this nan I'm talking to didn't have a pearl necklace and she'll say well she did but that went to my sister whereas the other nan's pearl necklace went to me and so it doesn't actually mean that you have got a separate two spirits that you're communicating with it's more that the sitter in their mind the information you've got is more valid for the other spirit and so if you stay true to your power and your connection and you say no no I feel into this I feel like I've only got one would you understand this for the one I am communicating with the one that died of cancer whose husband died 20 years before her who's your mum's mum would you understand this for her more often than not they will end up going Well, yes, I do understand it. I just really associate it more with my other nan. So just hold true when this happens to you, to your trust in spirit, to your trust in the spirit world. Now, I'm not saying that it never happens that you end up with two. Sometimes, especially with nans for me, sometimes you do get two coming in. So there's a difference here between You feeling into it and thinking, no, I can only feel one spirit and staying strong and taking control of your reading and you feeling into it and going, oh, hang on, I think I've got your other nan stepping in. Now, it's a funny thing because the spirit world are always present. So when you feel into it, if you seek too hard, You will always feel the second nan because spirit are omnipresent and always with us. So you have to allow a naturalness of, is there another person here? Gently. And in that moment, yes or no. Because if you seek too hard, you will always find them. And it is harder reading with two spirits. So you also need to be in that space where you trust in your own development Do you think that spirit will be bringing you this challenge? Do you feel like you're ready for this challenge of ping-ponging between two spirits? Or do you feel like they would only be giving you one and trusting in the intelligence of the spirit world? Because as soon as you start ping-ponging, you have to be really clear, clear about which piece of evidence is coming from which spirit. And I will say this, it does happen to me on occasion, but not often. So if you find that it's happening every time you do a reading it's actually that spirit are trying to get you to stay strong in your mediumship and strong in your no I've only got one here and this one is showing me this rather than oh my god okay I've got another one to deal with and trying to make that work and it is always about having that confidence and managing your sitter because sitters will try and help you they're not trying to be difficult but actually sometimes inadvertently in helping they cause more problems (laughs) so you have to sort of thank you for your help but I want to be strong in this I have just got the one here. One of the things that often happened to me when I was doing readings was that people would say oh both my nans always come in together and they couldn't get past that mindset to be able to accept that you just had one of them. And that was always a challenge for me as as a medium to work with, because no matter what you said, they would go, oh, no, you're with the other nan now. Oh, no, you're with this nan now. And being in that space where you say, no, absolutely, I'm just with one of your nans. This is how it's working, is important. I think it's a bit of a cop out sometimes, to be honest. If you are a medium and and you're it's not working the way it should and you're trying to get it to fix is easier isn't it to blame it on the spirit world and say well I've got all of your relatives stepping forward at once so it's going to be bitty information because it's confusing me than it is to say I'm losing my power and I need to just build a strong connection with one spirit bear with me a moment so it's finding that space always uh, next question is learning difference between clear cognizance versus brain making false assumptions. And for that one, it is as simple as practice makes perfect. Your brain will always kick up with some absolute lunacy um, on occasion. That will always happen, you have to accept that. We're having an energetic experiment. Sometimes our brains are silent, sometimes they're not. It's important for all developing mediums to be mindful of their blend with the spirit world because there is a tipping point energetically in a blend with spirit where you can trust that every single thing you are getting is directly from spirit but until you go over that edge and you feel that energy and that is in a different place in each reading it's in a different moment it's it's not like six minutes in you're guaranteed to be doing it it depends on how the reading is going But if you can move into that space where you know that you're in that, over that tipping point, your blend is good and strong, then you can pretty much trust it. But when you're building your power with the spirit and building that blend and building that connection, then sometimes you might get things wrong. So... I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, this is the thing. I used to set myself up as I will never get anything wrong. And now when I'm demonstrating, if someone says no to something, I'll turn back to the spirit world and say, was that you or was that me? And sometimes they'll say, no, no, you were right. And sometimes they'll go, absolutely no idea what you were doing there, Hannah. And I'll say, me neither. And then (laughs) we will work together together to correct it and I have no problem with saying to an audience of people oh my brain made that bit up sorry about that (laughs) because that's we need to be able to accept that that's how it works I've got a real bee in my bonnet at the moment about uh, sanitized mediumship where it's been edited so highly that all the gaps the ums and the ers, and anything that anyone can't take has been removed from the reading and there's quite a few mediums working like that in the public eye, sharing their work but not sharing all of their work and the problem with that is I think it sets all of us up with a false expectation of what is actually achievable with mediumship and sometimes you will stammer, sometimes you will say the wrong word, sometimes you will get no's, sometimes those no's will be no's and sometimes they will be no's that can be understood later but neither is right nor wrong it's just how it goes we're having an energetic experiment let's allow it to happen so your brain will always make false assumptions just don't worry about it admit it when you feel like there's no energy behind it if you turn back to the spirit world and you think oh no that was definitely me tell your sitter that if you turn back to the spirit world and they don't let you change it trust that and honour that with the spirit and practice makes perfect but lots and lots of things that I have thought have been no's in the moment have ended up being yeses when the person has gone away and thought about it so don't let it stop you from doing the good work. Another question is how to make a reading last more than 10 minutes or stamina during a private sitting. And I always think that we just need to gently expand our energy. So if you can do 10 minutes right now, then next week you say, I'm going to read for 11 minutes. And when you're doing 11 minutes successfully, guess what? You move to 12. And don't try and leap from 10 to 30 in one go, because it will be too much for you. But you also have to learn in readings that bit where your power starts to wane and being able to generate it. It's really hard when you're nervous to be able to to generate the power to keep a reading going. And you often hear mediums saying, um, oh, the, the spirit stepped back, of course the spirit hasn't stepped back, spirit don't step back, they come from infinite power but your energy can ebb and wane um, and that's okay, I find that I just dig deep within myself and I can pull more up and it really varies depending on how the reading's going, there's been readings that I just cannot wait for them to be over and there's been readings that have flown by and I haven't even noticed the time and I've done longer than I thought was possible. And that's pretty standard, I think, even in my demonstrations. If I get somebody that's not very responsive, um, that doesn't build enough power of me to be able to give them perhaps a full length of time reading during a demonstration in a demonstration, a full length of reading should be about 10 minutes, if tops. But um, sometimes if it's, you know, if we're five minutes in, and I'm not getting a lot back from them, then I will um, just let it draw to a close, because I'm not going to burn my battery for somebody who's who can't respond to me. So I will do the job, and I will do it to the best of my ability, but I won't stretch myself the way that I would with somebody who's forthright replying and open energetically, and that's okay too. So just add a minute on uh, at a time.
1: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: And allow yourself to just expand gently. It's like building a battery. And you will get better at it as time goes by. How to professionally close off a contact and move to the next sitter during a DEM. Um, Now, here's a funny thing that I like in a DEM. So I always have someone with me for support in a DEM, Um, normally Amanda or Kim. And part of Amanda or Kim's job is to notice when I've finished and make everybody clap. And that might sound really egotistical to all of you. But actually, it really, really helps with the energy. So, not only does it show everyone that that link is finished, but it raises the vibration because it gets everybody in the room moving and doing something. So, sometimes, bless them, they've had to clap and it's taken what feels like, you know, eight claps for somebody to join in with them. But eventually, people do, and it's really, really important. So, that helps me. Um, I always finish with message. So uh, that's just the way that works for me, the path that works for me. So I do the evidence. And when I feel like I've got enough evidence and I've built enough power with that spirit, I let the spirit say what they want to say. And sometimes I say the thing that I really hate, but I do say it, which is, I'll leave you with their love, which always makes me go a little bit. But I do find it coming out of my mouth on occasion. So sometimes it's just as clear as thank you for working with me, I'll leave you with their love, that's it, we're done um, and it just depends on where I'm at. Amanda did tell me I finished uh, a reading really abruptly <laughs> the other day um, at Tunbridge Wells, I don't even remember, I don't even remember how I finished it, I was just moving on to the next piece of evidence and the next energy and energetically while I'm receiving that round of applause I will have a drink from my lime and soda that I like to have when I'm working and that just enables me in my head to sort of take a moment, take a beat, okay that one's done, moving on to the next. Getting the message or why spirit is communicating. um, That's hard and Practice makes perfect, because at the bones of it, if we're completely honest, spirit's message is pretty much always the same. And it is, we're with you, we see you, we love you, we're proud of you. And there's only so many ways you can say that without feeling like a stuck record. When I first started, I'd be like, oh, you just want to tell them you love them and you know they've got troubles, but you're helping them. But as I've progressed more in my mediumship, I love that. I love that that's what they want to say, because if, if I died tomorrow and I was watching my children, that's what I'd want to say to them. If it ain't broke, don't mess around with it. But also just expanding into it, allowing it a bit more. Again, if you've got that tipping point covered where you know that your blend is good and you know the energy is built, you can take your foot off the gas of the building of the energy at the start of the reading to just allow the message to come and it will but don't judge it if it's a very simple message because simple messages are still valid and still important. There was something else I wanted to say then and it came in and then instantly went what was it? Oh, I know. I'm thinking if I remember on my next dem, I'm going to ask the person I'm working with in the audience if they've got anything they want to ask the spirit. Because I think that'll be interesting for me opening my valves to the possible need that people have got in the audience and what it is that they want to know. So uh, that's what I'm going to do. We'll see if it works or not. Okay. Being overwhelmed by the emotion to the point of tears. It is something that happens sometimes in readings. Um, Sometimes I do get very emotional with them. But I'm a bit of a tough nut. Um, I'm, I'm such a paradox because I feel everything. I'm the most emotional person I know. I've got so many feelings all the time that I want to to express that just in me, like bubbling away. But equally, when I'm working, I'm almost a little cold, disassociated. And I think that is really being strong in the I've got a job to do. And if I'm doing a two-hour demonstration and I let the second link emotionally overwhelm me, that's going to drain my power. And then I'm not going to be able to work the best of my ability for the following eight links so I'm very um, Capricorn very this is my rule this is how I work so it's okay to feel that emotion and be in that emotional space but it's also important to be a professional Um, and one of the things this isn't the same but it kind of is one of my pet hates my absolute pet hates is when mediums say oh, I've got chills as if that's evidential because it just it just grinds my gear stick. I don't know why it does so much, but it really does because it's not really evidential. It means nothing. It means nothing to the sitter. It's not proving anything. And all you're really doing is making that reading about you and your experience. And as a medium, it shouldn't be about you and your experience. So if you've got goosebumps, Don't tell me, I don't wish to know. And I think that's kind of the same thing with um, tears. Sometimes I have teared up in readings um, and I have teared up on stage, and I'm aware of that, but I'm also there because I've got a job to do. So let's be strong in that. And I will feel it, but I do not allow it to overwhelm me. And I think that's probably come with practice and just the fact that I'm a bit hard sometimes finding that valve to turn it off. Sometimes I've done really emotional readings on stage and it wouldn't have affected me and then I've gone home and cried. So i just put it in a box. That works for me. One thing I will say is when I get a really emotional, really sad reading in a dem, because you've got to be mindful of the energy of a dem to keep it going, I will then actively ask spirit for a fun, or upbeat spirit to work with next to raise the vibration again. So if you've got something like a child that has died and everyone in the room is feeling really sad and you can hear a pin drop and it's great mediumship but energetically it just feels very heavy to work in, I will then say to spirit when I finish with that one, right now I need a comedian, I need someone that's full of energy, full of power to raise that vibration again Um, and I always get that from them. So that is how I manage it, because I manage the the energy, the vibration of the energy. Nearly always the first spirit that comes in with me has got quite a big personality and very jokey as well, because they're helping me to build my power in my mediumship. And that's the kind of personality that I find easiest to work with. So they bring in the jokes, they bring in the humour, they get everyone laughing. And that just helps bring everyone together for the experience of What the heck is happening? We've come to a mediumship demonstration and we don't know what to expect. Uh, Next one is, how do we not take symbols literally? Well, this is about understanding your blend point again. So you know this point that I keep talking about. Now, in evidential mediumship, in my mind, when I do evidential mediumship, I don't mess around with symbology. Symbology is great for spirit guides, but it has no place in my mind in evidential mediumship. And so because I have that rule, I don't often get symbols. So everything that I see is valid. If I see a rose, it is a rose. If I see a banana, it is a banana. Simple, absolutely to that, but What I find in my readings is if I'm over the blend point, depending where that is, then I will. what I will see will be the actual item. So I've described rings to people, I've described cutlery to people, I've described paintings to people. But before I've reached that point, it will just be, I know there's a painting you've got of theirs, or I know there's some cutlery you've got of theirs. So it's finding that space of... Knowing where you're at in your blend with the spirit world, how much you have surrendered to the experience, how much power you have built with spirit and finding that sweet spot. But I don't really get symbology in my evidential mediumship because I don't believe it has a space in evidential mediumship. Um, if they say saucepan, they mean saucepan. And that kind of helps. I use symbology all the time with spirit guides isn't it funny but I just don't use it in evidential because I think it clouds things if you're looking for black or white yeses or noes if you see a monkey picking its nose it should be a monkey picking its nose it doesn't mean that you know there's some deep and meaningful fortune cookie style message in it it's just a monkey picking its nose but again am I really hard <laughs> I'm listening to all these answers to these questions I don't sound fun <laughs> I am fun I like mediumship but that's just how I work so symbology all the time especially with the spirit guides especially doing crystal ball readings and things like that but not in evidential mediumship frequency doesn't happen and it doesn't happen because I don't want it to happen because then that would be confusing because if you're working evidentially and you say to somebody you've got a t-shirt of theirs that you sleep in Why would you see it as a t-shirt that they sleep in if it's spirit saying I visit them while they sleep? Don't allow yourself to muddle it. Stick with the truth of it because what they give you will have meaning. Less resistance to wanting it to happen will open so much more possibilities. That's the tip, which is absolutely true, but also very, very hard to do. Um, I see and hear spirit, but struggle to get a message at the end of my reading. Any tips? Same one, really. Um, Allow that space for it. Make sure you're moving to message before your battery is completely drained. Um, Hold on to that message. But equally, don't expect a message to solve every single problem that is in that person's life. Um, Because... That's not what evidential mediumship is for. Evidential mediumship is to prove the continued existence of the human spirit after death. It is to let you know your loved ones are still with you. And some mediums that I know do evidential mediumship and don't even do messages. They say it's got no place in it. So you have to find your happy point within that and work within that. Another one, the last one here, is two sitter problems. So the person who's written in here, they did a reading for somebody who wanted to bring a friend and then it was very confusing because they had one bit of evidence being taken by one friend, one bit of evidence taken by the other, and it was just hard work for everyone. And as a result, they didn't feel like they got fully into their power. And that is really why... We, when I'm doing one-on-ones, they are one-on-ones. I don't let people bring other people with them because it does get very confusing and also energetically. You want the person you're reading for to be building that power with you, with that mediumship triangle I'm always talking about. If they've got someone with them, they end up turning to the person they're with to validate everything. They turn to them and say, does that make sense to you? Oh yeah, I think that makes sense to me. And they're in that space with it and they aren't really listening to you. So I think... That it's better to just do one on one if you're doing one on ones and ask that they have no one else in the space with them. Because then there's no confusion about who, which spirit is for who. And then they are giving you their full energy, their full attention, which will allow you to read for longer and build more power with spirit. There we go. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. I liked it. I love answering questions, as you guys know. Um, and there was just so much information that I wanted to share with you all. Great questions. So thank you so much if you got involved on that Instagram. If you've got a question, you can pop over an email to podcast at And I will catch up with you all again tomorrow. Have a lovely day.